that we live in a strange time, that would be cliche. But to not acknowledge that some pretty significant things are happening in our world and in our galaxy today would be a gross understatement. The Pentagon has confirmed that there are indeed strange and unidentified aerial phenomena flying around in our skies. What we used to call UFOs, unidentified flying objects, are now referred to as UAPs because the majority of the general population will not worry about or wonder what a UAP is because our United States government has decided to call it that. So it's not as, not as mysterious or interesting as UFO, which has created such a strong stigma in our subculture. Shows like The Twilight Zone, X-Files, movies like E.T., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Alien, the list goes on. It's been introduced into our subconscious and our subculture so frequently and so much that we don't even give it a second thought. We see it, we watch it, we absorb it, and we're like, wow, what if? But now referring to it as outside celestial beings or UAPs kind of takes the magic away from it. It makes it too, too scientific, too wordy for some people. They hear that, they lose interest. But you say alien or UFO, piques the general audience's attention. But sure, let's go ahead and call it UAPs, higher celestial beings, and no one really gives a shit. This week on Paranormally Speaking, I will be discussing things that go far deeper and that are far more significant than just first contact and far more interesting and in-depth than just ancient alien encounters. I'm going to be digging deep into not just earlier writings depicting Elijah's encounter with what he thought were angels, but were easily and clearly described in the Old Testament as strange beings from another world that came down in a vessel that looked like a spinning wheel of fire, wearing shiny suits, not something common in ancient times, something very common and brought into our entertainment, to books we've read, to shows and movies we've watched, depicting higher celestial beings, or as I like to call them, aliens. Beings not of this world, not of this dimension, this realm, this reality, this universe, the list goes on. Please bear with me as I take you down a rabbit hole, metaphorically speaking, that I hope you will take this week and dive deeper into your own research into the unknown. I'm Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. Please hold for an important message, or not so important. I have to believe this. From one of my sponsors. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed, 
that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. It was just brought to my attention that the intro was a bit muffled. I'm not sure what happened, technically speaking. Um, I heard that you could you could hear it at least 70% well. It wasn't the full 100% blast, but I, I hope you got what I was saying. You can always email me at parksparanormal at gmail.com if you missed something or think you missed something. I can always send you the, uh, the write-up of the episode or tell you in depth uh, what I was talking about if you didn't get it the first time. I, I do apologize if there was some miscommunication on the telecast. Now, as I mentioned, we have been fed through the entertainment industry to prepare for an encounter, a first contact, through literature, through movies, TV, even some music. UFOs have always been around for centuries. Every major culture and even masters of the arts have talked about it, shared their interpretation of what it is, what it was, what they're seeing, and included it in some of their artwork. Speaking of Da Vinci, of course. We are definitely prepared psychologically as humans to encounter something otherworldly, something strange-looking, uh, something not a, a mirror reflection of ourselves. But honestly, we are not prepared if what we encounter from a far-off distant planet, an alternate reality, universe, dimension, whatever you want to call it, if they looked just like us. If we encountered other humans from another galaxy, another planet, psychologically we are not prepared to handle that. Now, a UFOologist, a professor from Pennsylvania, says the gray aliens are made from human DNA. He says the most typical alien appearance that is discussed in the majority of the encounter cases is gray, also referred to as the Zeta Reticulans, Roswell Grays or Gray. They are purported extraterrestrial beings after the 1947 crash in Nevada. Grays became a worldwide sensation. They are said to be gray-skinned, usually small humanoid beings, that lack external human body parts such as noses, ears, or reproductive organs. There are many theories regarding the existence of greys, and some people claim that they are future humans who lost their ability to procreate, which is why they need humans for breeding. This bizarre theory is supported by Dr. David Jacobs. According to him, grey aliens were recorded, created using abducted humans due to them having a slit for a mouth which doesn't make sense. Dr. David Jacobs, an American historian and retired associate professor 
of History at Temple University shed light on the Gray's biological structure and claimed that they were created using human DNA. After highlighting the similarities in appearance between gray aliens and humans, the professor is convinced they were created from the DNA of people that had been abducted. Dr. Jacobs is extremely passionate about UFOlogy and regularly tells the press about his hunches, his thoughts. He previously talked about the fact that aliens had been walking on Earth among people for a long time and also that they are planning a full-scale invasion. During an interview with Richard Dolan in 2018, Dr. Jacobs casts some light on the alien abduction phenomenon. According to Dr. Jacobs, the greys have barely visible ear holes, nose holes, and tiny little mouths. But these parts do not seem to play an important role in their physiology because the greys communicate telepathically with the abducted and no one has ever noticed that they were breathing. The question is, why do they have a slit for a mouth? They do not breathe. There's no evidence for them breathing. And they get very close to people sometimes, even touching foreheads, he continued. I've asked people, do you feel their breath on your face? The answer is always no. They don't have lungs. They have very tiny little bodies. There's no back and forth of the lungs expanding and contracting. They do not talk. Everything is telepathic. They don't eat in the normal way that we eat. So why is that slit for a mouth even there? The point is that there's probably human DNA in those gray aliens, which allowed for the growth of the gray aliens. I don't know, but that's my best guess, he says. And all of that boils down to the slit for a mouth, which they should not have. This comes as an ex-NASA scientist recently claimed that humans will make contact with aliens within the next handful of years. Alien abductions have been going on for decades. It is even believed that the biblical rapture is about the mass abduction of people. Dr. Jacobs adds that the reason behind the abductions is to prepare for the invasion. Isn't that something? Prepare for the invasion, they say. The professor revealed several of his findings in the new documentary, Extraordinary, The Revelations for Dr. Jacobs. The conclusion he reached after studying alien abductions is chilling. An alien species is preparing the ground to invade Earth. We have spread around the world and conquered as much as we can. We don't know whether this is true or other beings or not, but it certainly is true of what humans have done. My best guess, and this is a guess, is that, yeah, they're doing the same thing, he said. He stated that he spoke to a large number of abductees who said that in the future they would have a job to do. He suggested that many of the abductees recall receiving such crowd control instructions. Dr. Jacobs also suggests that abductee testimonies began to change over time. The subjects claim to have seen human-like aliens in the UFOs. In the Karina Sabel's encounter case, he said, a person is taken out of their normal environment. They are then placed on the table and they have an examination of sorts. And I say of sorts because it's not a normal kind of examination. Routinely, sperm is taken and eggs are harvested. 
a lot of poking and prodding, similar to how animals are subjected to testing or how far worse it was years ago before laws came into place preventing such travesties. But this is what they are doing to us, according to abductees and according to Dr. Jacobs. They're not here just sightseeing. They're not here helping us along or trying to give us a chance to better ourselves or warn us of impending doom. According to what he is saying, they are here to kick ass and take names and take us. Whether it be harvesting our planet or our bodies for something they need, it's anyone's guess. But to travel as far as they are traveling, as fast as they are traveling, wherever they came from, they're not here just to take pictures and selfies with us. They wouldn't travel that far just to say hello. It's kind of concerning since we really don't know. Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Fantastic. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. That's terrific. Pop culture has given us many ideas of what aliens could be like. E.T., he brought a lot of heart and compassion for beings from other worlds and the compassion they would have for us. ALF, the short-lived sitcom from the 80s, I think it was on about four seasons, he brought the laughs. He brought the heart. Uh, that was a fun show, and it showed that humans and aliens could coexist in the same household. Then, of course, you've got the movie Aliens, which shows a more hostile version of an alien, and that us meeting with them would not be a, a good idea or a way in our favor. Then you've got Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They wanted to bring compassion and understanding to us, and allow us to learn from them and learn from our mistakes. Then you've got the variations of aliens in the X-Files. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, the gray aliens. What kind of an agenda do they have? Are they, in fact, crossbreeding with our species and creating a hybrid human-alien species since they may or may not be able to reproduce on their own any longer? That's one theory. But the one that I'm about to talk about would be humans will undoubtedly attack aliens before they attack us, says one scientist. 
humanity has often longed for the stars, wishing to find other species out in the expanse. But if humans and aliens collided, would it be a peaceful interaction? Absolutely not. If you think otherwise, you are adorably naive. With humanity's history of violence and colonialism, it's impossible to believe that humans and aliens would get along. Now, scientist Albert Canaletto in the report, will aliens attack first or will humans attack aliens first? Canaletto explained that humans are far more likely to be the invading aliens than being invaded by another force. In fact, the chance of extraterrestrials being the initial threat is incredibly minimal. The scientists came up with the minuscule odds of humanity being invaded by aliens, just 0.0014%, of course. This is good news for us, as we don't particularly want to be invaded, but bad for any existing extraterrestrials, as we are the much bigger threat. Canaletto explains that humanity would more likely attack humans Humanity would more likely attack aliens due to the fact that extraterrestrials reaching Earth would likely already be nonviolent. With Earth unlikely to be the first planet of additional contact for alien races, there would be no reason to attack humanity. In his report, Canaletto explains that the war-going nature of our species changes as they become more technologically advanced. Specifically, as civilizations start to use more energy, they are less likely to attack. Canaletto calls the Kardashev scale. If an alien race researched Earth, it would likely be a galactic civilization. This means that the race would be able to harness energy from the entirety of the known universe thus not needing to fight Earth over resources. Data from last century shows that the frequency of invasions between countries have gradually decreased as time goes by, the scientist told Forbes. With this in mind, aliens coming to Earth are more likely to come to Earth purely for scientific purposes. However, humanity might wish to fight in order to advance technology and gain access to more researches now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio radio app now number one for podcasting are the aliens us ufos may be piloted by time traveling humans a new book argues the great distances covered by visiting aliens may be one's of time rather than space. Unidentified flying objects have captured the public's attention over the decades. As exoplanet detection is on the rise, why not consider that star-hopping visitors from afar might be buzzing through our friendly skies by taking an interstellar off-ramp to Earth? On the other hand, could those piloting UFOs be us, our future selves, that have mastered the landscape of time and space? Perhaps those reports of people coming into contact with strange beings represent our distant human descendants, returning from the future to study us in their own evolutionary past. The idea of us being them has been advanced before. 
But a recent book, Identifying Flying Objects, a multidisciplinary scientific approach to the UFO phenomenon, Masters Creative LLC 2019, takes a fresh look at this prospect, offering some thought-provoking proposals. The objective of the book, Masters said, is to spur a new and more informed discussion among the believers and skeptics alike. I took a multidisciplinary approach in order to try and understand the oddities of this phenomenon, Masters told his interviewer during the time of the uh, book release as it was announced. The idea of us being them has been advanced before, but my book has opened up an entirely new discussion for this. Our job as scientists is to be taking and asking big questions and try to find answers to unknown questions. There's something going on here, and we should be having a conversation about this. We should be at the forefront of trying to find out what it is. The book was written by Michael Masters, a professor of biological anthropology at Montana Technological University in Butte, Montana. Masters thinks that given the accelerating pace of change and the science and technology and engineering aspect, it is likely that humans of the distant future could develop the knowledge and machinery necessary to return to the past and study us. The objective of the book, Masters said, is to spur a new and more informed discussion among believers and skeptics alike. The book ties together those known aspects of our evolutionary history with what is still an unproven, unverified aspect of UFOs and aliens, he said. But why not argue that E.T. is actually a traveler from across the vastness of space, from a distant planet? Wouldn't that be a simpler answer? I would argue that it's the opposite. Masters responded, We know we are here. We know humans exist. We know that we've had a long evolutionary history on this planet. But the possibility of these beings being ourselves from the future, traveling through time instead of space, and observing us from the future, but now currently in our present being their past, would make a lot more plausible sense. We need to make what's normal seem strange. To find intelligent alien life, humans may need to start thinking like extraterrestrials. Our hunt for aliens has potentially had a fatal flaw from the beginning. We are the ones searching for them. That's the problem because we are a unique species, and alien-seeking scientists are even stranger and more specialized. As a result, their all-too-human assumptions may get in the way of their alien-listening endeavors. To get around this... The Breakthrough Listening Project, a $100 million initiative scouring the cosmos for signals of otherworldly beings as part of the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. SETI, of course, is asking anthropologists to help unmask some of these biases. It's kind of a joke at Breakthrough Listen. Claire Webb, an anthropology and history of science student at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, said... Here on January 8th at the 235th meeting of the American Astronomical Society, AAS, in Honolulu. They tell me we're studying aliens and you are studying us. Since 2017, Webb has worked with Breakthrough Listen to examine how SETI researchers think about aliens, produce knowledge, and perhaps 
inadvertently place anthropocentric assumptions into their work. She sometimes describes their efforts as making the familiar strange. For instance, your life might seem perfectly ordinary, maybe involving being hunched over a desk and shuttling electronics around between computers until examined through an anthropological lens which points out that this is not exactly a universal state of affairs. At the conference, Webb presented a poster looking at how breakthrough listen scientists use artificial intelligence to shift through large data and try to uncover potential techno-signatures or indicators of technology or tool use by alien organisms. Researchers who use AI tend to disavow human handicraft in the machines they build, Webb told Science. They attribute to a lot of the agency to those machines. I find that somewhat problematic and at the worst untrue. Any AI is trained by human beings who present it with the types of signals they think an an intelligent alien might produce. In doing so, they predispose their algorithms to certain biases. It can be incredibly difficult to recognize such thinking and overcome its limitations, Webb said. Unparalleled insider access. Get it all. Introducing the SiriusXM Platinum VIP plan. Our newest, most exclusive plan. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer detail supply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada. Next segment. This story I'm about to share with you is absolutely mind-blowing. It was sent to me about a week ago, and it's connected to the declassified and recently unearthed files from the CIA on UFO phenomenon, stating that a UFO attack occurred and five extraterrestrials petrified 23 Russian soldiers. 23 Russian soldiers lost their life during a UFO attack in Siberia. The CIA declassified report describes this event as a horrific picture of revenge on the part of extraterrestrial creatures, a picture that makes one's blood freeze. The frightful information was one of the many published online by the CIA, directly connected to their website. Chiefly, it involves a horrible event about a UFO alien attack, which turned into stone 23 Russian soldiers. Now, I said earlier this occurred in 1988. I was mistaken. It was March 27th, 1993. This infamous report was created then. In a translation of a report from the Ukrainian newspaper, Ternopil, Virginility, namely the newspaper claims that after Mikhail Gorbachev lost his leadership, many KGB files ended up in CIA hands. Among them, allegedly there was a 250-page portfolio on the strange UFO attack. The report included pictures and witness statements as well. I hope you learned a lot from this week's episode. 
because there's uh, serious questions to be brought up in regards to how we would handle an encounter with an alien race. Why haven't we heard from aliens yet on a global scale? If this solution is correct, they are purposely hiding in the darkness of space for fear of death. Should we stop broadcasting our existence to the universe, to them? Or would alien life be a little nicer than we've been in our own history? We are, by nature, hostile, greedy, hateful, jealous, warmongering creatures. An outside alien entity might bring out the worst in us, while most of us, myself included, would love the opportunity to sit at a table and talk with some outside alien force, learn from them. We've been screaming our existence to the cosmos for almost 100 years now. Any aliens within a 100 light year radius of us would be receiving a barrage of radio signals from our direction. If we had reason to avoid letting aliens know about us, as Stephen Hawking thought we did, we might have a problem. Keep your eyes on the sky. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Paranormally Speaking. You never know what's going to appear in the sky above you. Be good to yourselves. Be good to those around you. Be good to those who are different from you, who have different ideas, different beliefs. Just try to be kind. Put yourself in the shoes of other people. Show empathy. Be empathetic. Care a little. Because when we are face-to-face with an outside alien force an outside alien entity. We might not have the opportunity to show them what we are truly capable of and what kind of peace we can truly bring if we just learn to work together. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah.